Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, February 13th. I want to draw your attention to a page on the BridgeConnectorMinistries.com website. It is called The War Room Report. Wake up! The world is at war. It is an unconventional war. It is a cultural war. It is a communications media war. It is a political war. It is an economic war. It is an ideological war. It is a war for your mind and thoughts. And at the deepest level, it is a spiritual war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between Yahweh and Satan. Most recently, we had a bioweapon purposefully released upon the nations in the form of COVID-19 from the Wuhan lab in China. Stage one was the release of the coronavirus, bringing the nations to their knees with quarantines, mandates, and lockdowns. Stage 2 of this bioweapon attack is the mandating of the untested experimental use COVID-19 jabs that are administered by a sharp miniature steel arrow that is tipped with toxic poison designed to change your DNA and weaken and ultimately destroy your immune system. Stage 3. It is only a matter of time before we go into stage 3 of the war when the nations of the earth go into a full-blown hot or kinetic war with military boots on the ground and missiles flying. How do we fight? Ultimately, this is a spiritual war, so we are to fight on our knees in prayer and intercession. We report for duty to our Commander-in-Chief, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the Lord of Hosts, Yahweh Savayot. To join with others in this spiritual warfare prayer battle, we encourage you to get on the wall of intercession with us. You can join us on the wall of intercession every Monday night from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific on a nationwide phone conference call hosted by Capitol Hill Prayer Partners. Join with many other intercessors from all across the nation as we stand in the gap to pray over emerging news of the day speaking and proclaiming the Word of God over urgent situations. To find out how to join us, go to Bridge Connector Ministries' website and click On the Wall of Intercession on the menu. Details are there. We need intel to pray strategically. That is the purpose of the War Room Report, to give the intel you need so you can successfully fight the spiritual war with power and precision. We share practical knowledge, truth, and facts you won't find in the mainstream media world. Go to BridgeConnectorMinistries.com and then click on The War Room Report. New posts go up frequently. 
You can also follow us on Telegram. Just look for the War Room Report channel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Ki Tisa, and it means when you elevate. Exodus 30, 11 to 31, 17. Then the Lord said to Moses, Whenever you take a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is half a shekel, based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals twenty geras. All who have reached their twentieth birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with Him, the rich must not give more than the specified amount, and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it for the care of the temple. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention and it will purify your lives. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze wash basin with a bronze stand. Place it between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet there. They must wash with water whenever they go into the tabernacle to appear before the Lord, and when they approach the altar, to burn up their special gifts to the Lord, or they will die. They must always wash their hands and feet, or they will die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and his descendants to be observed from generation to generation. Then the Lord said to Moses, Collect choice spices, twelve and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant calamus, and twelve and a half pounds of cassia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also, get one gallon of olive oil. Like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use this sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the table, and all of its utensils, the lampstand and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, and the wash basin with its stand. Consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests. And say to the people of Israel, This holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes a blend like it or anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant fragrant spices, resin droplets, mollusk shell, and galbanum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense weighed out in equal amounts. Using the usual techniques of the incense maker, blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixture into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant where I will meet with you in the tabernacle. You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense like this for personal use will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise on all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen, so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. The tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark's cover, the Place of Atonement, all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the beautifully stitched garments, the sacred garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense for the holy place. The craftsman must make everything as I have commanded you. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, Be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am Yahweh who made you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day, for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two stone tablets inscribed 
with the terms of the covenant, written by the finger of God. Matthew 27, 32-66 Along the way they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Yeshua's cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave Yeshua wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Yeshua's head, announcing the charge against him. It read, This is Yeshua, King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mocked Yeshua. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So, he is the King of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now, and we will believe in him. He trusted God, so let God rescue him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. At noon darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock Yeshua called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabbat tani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, Wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Yeshua shouted out again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Yeshua's resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Yeshua to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had become a follower of Yeshua, went to Pilate and asked for Yeshua's body. And Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. 
He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. The next day, on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, Sir, we remember what that deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied, Take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. Psalm 34, 1-10 I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord, and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. I want to speak to you today from Psalm 34. And there are some really wonderful nuggets and pearls found in these verses from Psalm 34. I want to start with verse 4. I prayed to the Lord, and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. We all have times when we're afraid. We all have times when when we struggle with fear. We may be afraid of not being able to pay all the bills, afraid of becoming homeless, afraid of being alone, afraid of getting the COVID-19 afraid of not recovering from it. All kinds of fears. I don't need to say any more. We all struggle with it. Fear is not just a feeling or an emotion. It is actually a demonic spirit. It's a spirit of fear. And when we recognize that, we're better equipped to fight against it. This verse says that the Lord frees us from all our fears. Fear can be like uh, a cobra snake or a boa constrictor, and it wraps itself around our soul, constricting tighter and tighter and tighter. It paralyzes us. When we're in fear, we're just paralyzed. We don't know what to do. We're frozen. And yet Yeshua frees us from all 
our fears. I want to share with you a very powerful prayer that you can pray when you are being under attack from fear. Here's the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent, renounce, and reject the spirit of fear. This permission slip is canceled. Spirit of fear, you go, you leave in Yeshua's name. You are evicted out of the house of my soul. I now close the door to the spirit of fear, and I seal it in the blood of Yeshua. Holy Spirit, please come now. Heal my heart and reveal to me your truth. Then pause, be quiet, be silent, and listen and see what the Lord would say to you through his Holy Spirit. He may give you a scripture. He may give you a picture, a word, a vision, or just a personal word to you. Let's continue on in Psalm 34. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. What a beautiful picture when we look up to Abba Father, when we look up to him for help, our faces become radiant with joy because we know in whom that we have believed. We know that he loves us, he cares for us, he hears our cry. Verse 6. In my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. And so here is another picture, snapshot, that when we go through some of the different trials and tribulations and difficulties of life, in our desperation we are to pray, and the Lord listens, He hears, and He saves us from all our troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Going on in verse 9 and 10, Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. So, a huge element of our walk, a big principle that the Lord wants us to learn is to trust Him, not to walk in fear or to be afraid or to think, I need to lean on my own arm of flesh to fix this, to solve this problem, but to come to Him humbly like a child in humble dependence and to cry out to him in desperation, and to pray to him, and trust him, and then he will answer, and he will deliver us. He will deliver us from all our troubles. In this life, we will have troubles. We'll go through 
heartbreaking situations, a car accident, a difficult, painful divorce, a death of a child, a death of a spouse. We go through lots of painful trials in this life, but the Lord is with us through all of it. He walks with us through it. And he's near to those who are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. He's near. So cling to him. Wrap your arms around him. Cling to Yeshua. Keep your eyes on him and trust in him. And your face will be radiant. Have a blessed day. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.